You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome back to another episode of Love of Pages, Geek Elite Media's virtual book club, mm-hmm. where we all get together and I'm going to say it for this week, torture each other. <laughs> what? <laughs> book selection. Oh. What? Oh. <laughs> you, you hear that, Keith? She said you tortured her because it wasn't me. <laughs> Yeah, no, it can't be it can't be your fault, Stephen, even though you're the one who assigned it. So every week, well, this month, every week we have done a different Sherlock Holmes book. Mm-hmm. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined as always by Naima. Hello. Jessica. Hello. And Steven. That's me. Who is the prime uh Spanish Inquisitor today. So No one expects it. so today we are covering a book that could only be consumed via audible well or audiobook at the least by neil gaiman called a study in emerald Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so before we jump into this beverages for tonight to round out our sherlock holmes the Drink choice name and I are doing is called uh, something mess. <laughs> uh, called, um, another fine mess, yeah. Another fine mess, yes. Another fine mess, like another fine mess, which I have consumed about half of mine, which is part of my problem. But <laughs> <laughs> it is equal parts whiskey and tequila with. Some orange liqueur, bitters, and sweet vermouth. <laughs> Naima very graciously topped hers with an orange slice. That I she's ate. classy like that. <laughs> <laughs> it might have taken us a few minutes to get this recording started. Yeah. Tonight. And Jessica, you did a twist on a whiskey drink. What are you doing tonight? I did a lemon old-fashioned. So it's basically it's an old-fashioned, but instead of orange with lemon, because that's what I had fresh of and i make my old fashions with the sugar cubes like the ye olden times did you pour the alcohol over the sugar cube or is it just like uh, drop of sugar cube well kind of, so what you do is i put i put a slice of lemon like a little circle of lemon on the bottom a sugar cube on top and i soak it with like two drops of bitters and then you muddle it and then you just pour whiskey over it at ice all you have to do. and it's great a solid way or to drink if you're whiskey. lazy like me when you do old fashions, you get the pre-candied orange slices from Trader <laughs> Joe's and put those in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that also works too. And Steven, since you so obstinately rejected barley tea as used for mocktails, what are you drinking tonight? I have the return of the Kieran bottled tea. <laughs> uh, and the- then I'm- For all of this. <laughs> it's, it's so good, but I'm drinking out of a uh, fancy drink glass proud of you proud of you (laughs) so the book the book Mm -hmm. (laughs) the torture apparently 
Yeah, I, yeah. I'm lost on this one. I feel like every, everyone else here is probably going to have a different opinion of this one. I mean, it was fine, but it was also like it was so weird that I was like, I don't understand why this is necessary. So it is, I will give it this, it is true to the style of a traditional Sherlock short mm-hmm. in terms of sentence structure and style of conversation, mm-hmm. all of those things. It is a twist on the study in Scarlet, mm-hmm. very clearly. I, I'm getting the impression the royalty... So the difference is... The body, instead of being an American, is a German prince yes. who was the guest of Queen Victoria. Uh, and, and instead, instead of the person from the original story, a study in Scarlet. Correct. Instead yeah. of, instead of a, a, the traditional story, a study in Scarlet. So I'm just doing the juxtaposition for the mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Um, and our narrator is an Afghan war vet. But was tortured. Yeah, and, and I'll get to the, I'll get to why I'm saying this later. But was tortured in Afghanistan and suffered an injury on his arm. Ended up meeting up with the consultant, the consulting detective. Again, we don't get names throughout the entirety of the story, and we do get Detective Lestrade, who brings them this case. And then they go to, and the main, the main character asks the narrator, have you ever seen a royal? And the description of the dead body gets very confusing. Yeah, that, that's where it while. takes a turn. Up until then, mm-hmm. you, you, could, you could be expected to think like, oh, there's going to be maybe some changes in things in some other way. But then they, yeah. they describe that, and it's not a man. I feel like there was something before that, too. Because I think my first hint that there was something extraordinary about this was when Watson was describing his time in Afghanistan and he said she got her suckers on me or something like that. I think that was before the dead body. And I was like, yeah, suckers. And I think think this is where I have the struggle because I get the impression I'm guessing royalty or some sort of aliens or something. So the thing for this, it's not, it's not so, it's not so direct, I think in the Mm -hmm. writing of this, but looking into a little bit more after the fact, it's apparently an eldritch, eldritch horror kind of thing. So it's a Cthulhu kind of business. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So, which also informs the Emerald part. Makes sense. I guess my problem is, is because it's not direct and I am not an, auditory learner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got very lost as like I'd catch pieces and I'm like well that sounds odd and then I'd keep going and then I'd go wait and I'd have to turn it back to actually listen again and mm-hmm. really try and mm-hmm. figure out what the heck's going on whereas if I could actually have read it I think I would have picked up on those subtleties because they don't directly state that the body is not human they they say and, they they say not not human. 
early on when, when he's describing the situation to, um, I guess to Lestrade in this, um, he says something, he says, not, not human. I can bring up a PDF if you want. It is apparently available as text in something. That would have been really <laughs> helpful. But I, no, no, the, the not, whole thing I for this one was supposed the... to be that it was supposed to be an like an audio thing. That's how it's keeping it in my wheelhouse for this one. Yeah. But in any case, so I struggled, and then they went to go see Queen Victoria, which is where I kind of cut on that like royalty is some sort of something else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it was very, it yeah, it was very kind of odd and unsettling. It was just. <laughs> too weird i think in you saying that it's odd and unsettling like neil gaiman would be like yes did it <laughs> <laughs> but it great. made it unenjoyable for me that's the problem mm. is it was too unsettling that like a lot of his stuff is unsettling but i still enjoy it and this because it's so short and because yeah. it's not descriptive enough mm-hmm. about what's going on I couldn't follow and it made me uncomfortable that I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on hmm. because Sherlock hate- Holmes books are already hard to follow mm-hmm. because you don't get anything until the very end. Yeah. Until Sherlock decides so you then, get something. And so then when you add in these otherworldly elements, but don't describe them sufficiently to like kind of red flag me that they're otherworldly. Mm-hmm. At least auditorily, it didn't. It kind of got glossed over to me. Like it could have, their description of the of the dead body to me could have just been kind of like a criminal mind's, oh, they really like destroyed the body. Mm. Like to me, I didn't catch the first time, I didn't catch that it was supposed to be something other than human. Interesting. Until until it got to the end where he looks at 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 the narrator and says, "You've never seen a royal before, have you?" And I was yeah. Like, Why the heck would that matter? Like it's a dead body. Who cares? Like. <laughs> no, because he, he said that the the blood color was different in there. Yeah, he said it was icker, like in color, mm-hmm. which to me meant God. Yeah. So like yeah. yeah. When, when when he first said it, I was like, oh, is it supposed to be like, what do you mean you can tell from looking at the blood that they're like inbred because, I mean, the blood's bad. Like, that's where I was first going with it. But that's, then. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, the blood's diseased. Okay. Yeah. Like, again, because I'm not reading it, mm-hmm. because I'm listening to it, I gloss over a lot of those things. So I don't catch I those things. Throw this into like a perspective that I think kind of makes sense is it was if. It's as if someone tried to, like, just narrate a Doctor Who episode to me without showing me what's happening. Because you can introduce the character that's got suckers on it or looks kind of weird, but without actually describing what it looks like, you actually don't get the full picture of it. And I, I think, I don't know, just all reading this one. I don't, I don't think I was paying that much attention to the other than stuff. Like, it was there, but it wasn't, like, in your face. Like, it yeah. was just background noise. Like, yeah, they're not, you know, human. Yeah, the queen is some grotesque-looking thing that it, like, stumps the narrator, like, in his shoes. That, you know, the consultant has to come and drag him up closer. Um, and then there's, what was, what was the, there was like a specific word choice that he used when it's like, 
he was talking to the 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 consultant but like from like her brain directly to his and so yeah. he couldn't hear it yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he, he said that um like she spoke but without words and yeah. so he was wondering if that they were if they were having some kind of just like mental like yeah. like telepathic exchange and I, I think the other kind of disconnect for me was the use of the time appropriate historical names for the royalty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, wait, so is it, su- are they supposed to just seem off because royalty always seems off or like, <laughs> you never know. This could be Neil Gaiman's commentary on royalty. Yeah. That's what I was going <laughs> to no, say. I'm sure that's exactly what it is. I'm sure that's exactly what it is. They're a great but beast case, that, <laughs> that like took over. And then, and then there's nothing. They just go to a, sh- a play mm-hmm. <laughs> and very nevers <laughs> all your answers come from a play <laughs> yeah all your answers kind of come from a play essentially where he gets the tobacco discovers one of the culprits walks the narrator through the information and you find out that the limping doctor mm-hmm. is Watson. Mm-hmm. The yeah. murder, one of the murderers is Watson. Mm-hmm. And then we close out because they escape. They're part of something called, is it regeneration? Resurrectionist. Resurrectionist. Yeah. Resurrectionist. Yeah. A, a movement of people who, who to... want to dethrone the, the old gods who have become the new royalty. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but except except they're the resurrectionists want to go back to the time before the they, new royalty. Yeah, they, no, they, which they, is where they want to restore they want to restore humanity's freedom where the these great beasts that have become the rulers of humanity who returned like cicadas are right now um and then took over uh, they they took over the thrones of all these different countries. They want to get rid of them and let humanity be humanity. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that so, lovely and visual. Then, and now you. all I imagine is a queen being a giant cicada. I'm never going to get that out of my brain. He <laughs> is a giant. Um, <laughs> so then we come to find out, so the narrator signs off as SM, mm-hmm. um, which is Sebastian Morin. Yeah. I think, I think he's a... General or lieutenant? Colonel. Colonel. Mm-hmm. Colonel. He is more in the traditional Sherlock Holmes. He's Moriarty's Watson. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes us, I guess, leads us to believe that the consulting detective in this is Moriarty. Moriarty. Well, it would make sense. The short limping man, Sherlock. The tall man. The kind of. I guess cheeky response that the the letter was like, haha, you thought you but could. But here's <laughs> here's my problem. Hmm. Sherlock is not a good actor in any versions of Sherlock. <laughs> True. But I think Oh my gosh. Basil of Baker Street, fantastic actor. <laughs> a terrible actor. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> But I think the thing that got me about it was, like, this whole time they were leading up with this character basically being Sherlock. And then you get to the end and he doesn't actually catch the guy, which at first I thought was like, ah, you know, that's the first. Yeah, Yeah, like they normally want to wrap it up with Sherlock getting the guy. Sherlock 
figuring it out but not winning isn't sort of the trope we're used to but then it's just like <laughs> but it wasn't sherlock and the reason he lost is because he was going up against sherlock and that's inevitable so mm-hmm. like priority mm-hmm. doesn't win against sherlock it's just it's a, it's not done Honestly, yeah. the part for me that was the biggest stretch, because I was on board for the other stuff, even though I usually am very against the Eldritch Horror thing, like, I just can't be made to care about but that it, ever. Listen, the, it's such a big thing that's happening now. They addressed it in Sabrina. It's mm-hmm. every there to the And new every time they bring it up, I check right out. <laughs> Here's my thing about it. I think, so I would have been fine with the Eldritch Horror if it had made, rel- if it had been relevant. Yeah, it, it didn't it was seem background noise. relevant, and it wasn't given enough description for me to actually readily recognize what was going on. Like, I get the impression that unless you're really into that stuff, you're not going to catch that on the first read through, listen through. The thing for mm-hmm. me with this one, um, what what I was going to say is that the thing that bugged me the most was the the double use of the um wretch part but um, yeah that one was weird but also a stretch probably the original kernel for the idea but um this whole thing reads like like a pitch for something more yes that's this this is like a taste to get someone to pay you to make more honestly i don't know that that's not what neil gaiman did where he was like i want to write a sherlock thing and (laughs) i mean he, he said that he already he knows the name of the the next book for this uh, and he's ready to do it if it should happen but this was written in 2006 so this never happened don't tease yeah. that that's just See, rude because <laughs> my thing is, is to me it reads kind of like an opening blog for a fan fiction website I understand that one that to me is what it feels like <laughs> god damn. I, it, like, if anybody said that about my writing I just Guys, grovel and it turned <laughs> into <laughs> popular novels and i'm not saying good novels i am saying popular so yeah yeah no i I, <laughs> I could see where this becomes popular i could oh, yeah. if they made it i, I wouldn't just, watch it like at, after reading this sure i would but if someone it. just tried to tell me the idea of the show existing i'd be so far from caring so, i think i'd like I, the show better i'd watch the show better I'd watch the show. I'd watch the show, yeah. A complete, especially if Neil Gaiman's still involved, because all of his yes. TV shows so far, I very much like. I just, <laughs> but, I think, yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, it's just the. I don't even think that it's audiobook in format. I think even reading it, even if it was just like, I don't even know how long forty minutes would be in pages. Like I tried to think of it, like seven, seventy-five, thirty. If if you're 30. writing, if you're writing for for what well, never mind i take it out that that's that's with actions also i was gonna try to translate page length to minutes for a show but that's including actions yeah. so yeah. i read faster than they talk so yeah. i it would be shorter for me but like that the thing i was just like i don't think i would have been engaged as much like i really did like it like i did mm-hmm. appreciate it. like that it was 40 minutes it's kind of like if you wanted, like, it's kind of like a little candy. Like, if you want a little candy of, like, a weird Neil Gaiman meets Sherlock thing, there it was. That's it. And that's all you yeah. really get from it. Um, but, like, if this was something that was, like, I had and I, like, bought and I was like, yeah, let me suggest this to someone. I'd be really angry at a p- page 30, 30-something. 30 and I'm like, and it's over? 
like that's like and it just ended like we didn't get to the part like well why is the elder tour there what is this thing like there's yeah. other avenues to dive into and so much more that sherlock can investigate and it just wasn't there but it's also a little tidbit it was just candy mm-hmm. it was i guess we didn't say yeah. at, at the jump like i liked oh, yeah. it you said you liked it naima <laughs> jessica i liked it yeah i wanted it to be Faye instead of Eldridge, but I like it. That. I always, I, I feel like Faye makes more sense, but <laughs> I am happy to be the dissension vote. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. I, cause honestly, I think I like the premise cause I'm with Naima. It sounds a lot like Doctor Who. <laughs> um, like it does. It, it's Doctor, it's, like it's Sherlock doctor meets Doctor Who. And I'm like, I can I roll with that. this. Yeah. I, could not get behind the execution and it and it may have been for me because of the way i absorb information the way i take things in it may be the audio version did mm-hmm. not get it across for me mm. it may be that even written because there wasn't a lot of expounding or description or relevance to the twist because to me i think to really appreciate this you have to be like neck deep interested in the elder tour and neck deep interested in Sherlock Holmes because unless you know Sherlock Holmes I don't think SM would have registered for Yeah, no. Not at all. Oh yeah, no. It wouldn't have. Yeah. Like it, you have to be you have to really know cuz like this catch Moriarty. But I mean not everybody would catch Moriarty, but I mean, this audiobook requires prior studying. Yeah, I I, I would say <laughs> This, that criticism for this, I I think is absolutely true, but also absolutely no one who's just looking for a story is going to stumble across this one. <laughs> you you have to be in the perfect middle ground for the Venn diagram that is this story to go find it. I know where that Venn diagram is. That is like a modern, like meets classic literature class with a very mm-hmm. extensive professor that's yeah. just like listen what i know all of you youngsters like yourself some like neil game and american gods and all that stuff look what i found and it's just like my what you're telling me is that this book was written by neil gaiman for his english class that he teaches at some yes. college hey you can sign up for that that's a master class i keep getting those youtube ads for him <laughs> Listen, I really would, except I don't have any desire to write anything because I will be bad at it. But I could just listen to Neil Gaiman talk all day long. <laughs> Honestly, like ever, ever since um, like the first time that I when, I when I was younger and I got. Oh, goodness. I forget the name of it right now. Stardust. I was like, I'm in. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I still have I have the the illustrated version with the illustrations by Charles Vess, where it actually is written and shown like it's a children's story. It's good. That's good. But on, on, it's very good. <laughs> I recommend it completely. Um, okay. I had uh, tidbits for things. Oh, please. Um, so yes. uh, for, for this one, we talked about the stuff that's directly related to this story here. We've already gone over that mm-hmm. stuff about who like the character turn at the end is. The other thing that I wanted to bring up was I learned a little fact about um, a, a Lupin series. 
So okay, uh-huh. so this was the fact I was supposed to remind you. Okay, yeah. So this uh-huh. this one um, in the last time, the last episode, we had talked about the the actual criminal Arsene Lupin. Mm-hmm. In in that same episode, uh, I had mentioned the anime Lupin the Third because Lupin that's the third. Lupin the Third is like a descendant of Lupin and everything. I, I learned something this week. What? There was supposed to be this whole big push to make a new adaptation of Lupin. It was supposed to be, I think, Lupin the Eighth was supposed to be the name of it. Uh, They animated one episode of it. There were supposed to be several. Only one got made because of different legal disputes and some other stuff like that. So, Uh. because of this thing, they didn't take it over the finish line. And the, the, the production got split into two parts. They put mm-hmm. they they made that one um, the the little bit of it that became connected to the actual loop on the third series. Uh, it was loop on the third part three, which is very short. Okay. And yeah. then the other half of that production was one that was done with the U.S. Mm-hmm. It became Inspector Gadget. Ah. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> But Inspector Gadget is not a criminal. He's not a criminal. Oh, yeah. I know. Everyone <laughs> said it at the same time. Like, they processed yeah. the knife really quickly in their head and went, wait. Wait, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think like, I have a whole bunch of thoughts on this one. But he he's literally made to be toys. That's what happens when you give an idea to the U.S. and say, well, we we couldn't do anything with this. So you guys are free to do what you want. Here you go. Look at choice. Off. Merchandising. <laughs> no. Like, so yeah, like, I, yeah. Good thing though, but he's nothing even in the same vein. He's not Sherlock nope. Universe. Oh, Universe. He's just he's over there. He's very <laughs> weird. And I like Inspector Gadget. But I do like it. Arsene it's Lebon. fun, but it's, <laughs> he's not Arsene Lupin. I, I just wanted to share that fact. <laughs> I like that is a we very interesting book fact. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> book facts. Wow. <laughs> See, I don't know. Um, at the, at the end of it all, do do you guys think that you would recommend this? Oh, yeah. People who like Neil Gaiman, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, to people who like Neil Gaiman, because that's the other thing is, I'm not a huge Neil Gaiman fan, I, in general. I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on this one. Where I, the, the things that I like, if, if, if I like a kernel of it, I'm very here for it. But if I don't like that first kernel, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to start to care the more of it I get. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I've, my, I've selectively chosen which Neil Gaiman things I do like partake in. So yeah. something out there I wouldn't like. I would I never kn- encounter this. I, I could tell you I haven't read all of Neil Gaiman. I tried Sandman, I think. Yeah. yeah. And couldn't get into it. Sandman is also a thing that has like 40 different points of entry. And yeah. it's very easy to pick the wrong one for you. Yeah. And yeah. Man, I tried like I, I spent... Ugh, I want to say 2019 at this point because I don't remember what year it is. Yeah, I think it's 2019. Like, <laughs> to catch up on like all of the series, so like all of like my coworkers were just buying me the volumes of the <laughs> comics. Like, here's one, here's two, here's three. Did you finish it yet? And I'm like, no, I work 70 hour week. No, <laughs> yeah, we're like catching up on it. I like Sandman. I don't think I can say I like Sandman as much as I like like Good Omens as much mm-hmm. as I like America. It's like yeah, like other things of his that I think just go much deeper and Sandman is his baby of course yeah um like Steven's heard my rant about him and 
Now don't 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 speak ill of Terry Pratchett. The world's biggest yes. Terry Pratchett fan is the one who suggested this book. And he'll be so hurt if you say bad things about Terry Pratchett that he has to listen to. I have nothing to say about the dead. Besides that, you know, maybe don't throw a whole fit because Neil Gaiman got a bit more credit for stuff because he did some other things. That's all I got to say. He seemed to throw a huge little fit about Neil Gaiman getting slightly more attention than him. And that made me mad. But I'm also... It feels like a whole mink thing again. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Jessica, what did you say? You said you'd recommend it to people, yes? I would. um, Specific people that I know. I actually might recommend it to somebody like this week. Mainly because it's only like... Huh? Is it going to be John? John loves that Eldritch shit. John is it, but also I feel like my best friend Lexi, who likes Sherlock and weird crazy things, would also like this. Especially since... 45 minutes and she loves audiobooks so mm. <laughs> but yeah john may like this too for me to recommend it it would have to be a very particular person and it, there's not anybody off the top of my head in my list that i think would be all over this mm-hmm. i think i would um, recommend people go listen to it like for free on youtube or something because it's out there in apparently all the ways so i'll try your library app it's true almost all oh, libraries are now interconnected through some application. Yeah. I, yeah. I think for me, the part that I appreciated about this, Stephen, was it was only 45 minutes. So I was able to watch, I was able to listen to it twice over my lunch hour. So I was actually able to catch what was going on uh, the second time through. Um, maybe that's part of my problem is having to have listened to it twice. Um, and it wasn't, I bought it on Audible and it was yeah. $3.48. So <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was Much nice and cheap. Yeah, I, um, I do want to do an audiobook again. I think I have to find a thing that's best taken in through audiobooks, which in retrospect might have been the best way to take in the down days. I mean, Water Dancer was really great. Like it's I true. did that, and that it's just I think it's narrator, and like if you find a really good narrator, then you just have a good audiobook because the writing's done for them already. You just they have to sell it. <laughs> Audiobooks aren't for everybody. That's okay. (laughs) The problem is, is I really like audiobooks when I'm driving, Mm -hmm. but I like audiobooks that I can, that I can get at a superficial level. I don't want to have to think about the audiobook because I'm not going to pick up on all the little things. I'm going to tell you, will save your life. They're like audiobooks, but they put all the climax stuff very loud in your face and all around you. So it's impossible to miss the type of things that you're like, wait a second, we're going to crash the car while I try to listen to this one. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I will yeah. say I've liked a few audiobooks, but I think I might be very picky if it's in first person told from that first person because the absolute remarkable whatever. Oh my gosh, every time. Is the Hank Green the first book the Hank, Hank Green, Green put out? <laughs> the first book that Hank Green put out is it absolutely because it was thing? in an absolutely remarkable thing. Yes, it is. It's in that main character's point of view. And she became so real to me because the narrator actually was really great. 
And so she was such a real person, and I found myself arguing with her in my car, <laughs> like straight up yelling at her for being stupid. And I got way too connected to the situation. I had to stop reading it because I was like, this dumb bitch, like, <laughs> can just, like I just wanted to slap her like so bad. I was really. It's a great book, though. I highly recommend it. But like, also, like the main character is a trash. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Too funny. Any last thoughts on uh, studying Emerald? Thank you, Keith. Yeah, yes, thank, thank you, you Keith. <laughs> awesome. No, it's it's good to ha- it's good to it's good to read and listen to books that I don't necessarily enjoy because it it's all about the experience. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess to say to people like Sherlock is a very large universe. Like it's not just like you know Benedict Cumberbatch and like cons and like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Listen, is that is a very large of, like, portion of it. Thank you, you need to be familiar with that part of it, but you don't need to have that be your only interest in Sherlock. You can, you can, there's like other things that, you know, you can dive into, like. The Great Mouse mm-hmm. Detective. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I was even talking about on uh, the other podcast. You know, Monk, that's just Sherlock. They just made Sherlock OCD and took yeah. out most of the fun stuff. You know, so <laughs> Sherlock's all around you, and that's not creepy at all. <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, well, you get you get kind of a, a balance between Sherlock and Monk with uh, Elementary. Yep. That's fair. They give him some of the fun stuff back. <laughs> Or if still give him the need for therapy. If you want exclusively <laughs> the fun, you can still you can go watch Psych. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's yeah. The fun. <laughs> All right. Any other last thoughts before I throw it over? That's it. Okay. So up next, starting the new month, Jessica. What are we reading? Um, it was requested to me to pick out a bodice buster because I do romance novels. Um, I wanted one that had plot, though, so <laughs> I went with my go-to, one of my favorite authors is Nora Roberts, because she has some really good romance with some really strong female characters, and also a lot of plot. Um, so I kind of looked through, I tried really hard, because I like her trilogies the most, so I made sure not to pick a trilogy, though. Um, so let's just face it, you love trilogies. Period. I mean, it's just a. It comes from being like a young adult reader, where mm-hmm. everything is just going to be a trilogy because they can't finish anything in one book. But um, um, I'm going back to one I absolutely loved. It came out in 2011, and it's called Chasing Fire, and it's about smoke jumpers. So the main characters are smoke jumpers, which are these very special set of firefighters that they actually like jump from a plane into a forest fire, uh, which is where I like it. Cause my dad's a firefighter and it like, and then it's Nora Roberts. So it has really spicy. Yes. Chasing fire right there. Really spicy romance and just, and also hot. really awesome plot. So chasing fire by Ro- Nora Roberts will be our next book. I was wondering, uh-huh. would yes. Patricia Briggs' like Mercy Thompson books count as bodice busters at all? I think they do. Yes, okay. I don't yeah. love Patricia Briggs, but I think they they do. I think if it's anything that has like, to me, a bodice buster is anything where, honestly, the sex is unrealistic. But like, 
So all sex writing. Where it's like too good. Yeah, basically all sex writing, but like it's set and they end up together in the end. To me, that's about as buster. Like... Just I, I I have read the Patricia like I, I've read the Mercy Thompson them. books. That's, the sad part is the is they end up together in the end is what became the unrealistic part. Anything else is like you know, and then they end up together. Impossible. well i think that's the other thing that has to happen is like they have to have crazy amount of sex but then also they it's the romance too so they do end up together like loves them it's the whole reason bridgerton's a tv show right now i i feel like bodice buster you have to start with them despising each other and then end up with oh yeah (laughs) yeah that's yeah good loathing to like yeah (laughs) Good stuff. <laughs> oh, goodness. Very so, exciting. Join us back in two weeks for Nora Roberts mm-hmm. Chasing Fire. Mm-hmm. I'm, ex- I'm personally very excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other last thoughts? No. No. Awesome. Oh, so just just so, be fairies. Why can't it just be fae? They're terrifying. <laughs> Bring I'm, back the fear of fae. He might have just written something with fairies at the time. Okay, oh, that's fair. So this could be just like Neil Gaiman woke up after having a dream and decided to record something. Cthulhu. <laughs> Cthulhu's queen. There you go. <laughs> Cthulhu. That's, that, that's, okay, that's, that, that, that's the whole book. The book is just like the the thing on the book plate. It just says Cthulhu is bay. Like that's it. Cthulhu is bay. Oh goodness! So Naima, if people want to come praise the Almighty Neil Gaiman, where can they find you? I am on Instagram as other pages, other places, and on Instagram as well. And my personal account as Imagineon. And Jessica, if people want to discuss why they should fear the Fae, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere as J M Bailey writes. And Stephen, if people want to come and discuss the uh, disgusting taste of barley tea, where can they find you? <laughs> mm, at a drugstore near you. Now, uh, <laughs> you, you. You can find me on Twitter as Peppermint Gent, which is short for Peppermint Gentleman. And you can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. Archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts can be found on our website, geekelitemedia.com. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcaster you use. It helps spread the word about our network and all the fun stuff we're doing. Speaking of spreading, if you have a couple extra dollars and can join us, uh, come on over to the Patreon page. We always are looking to grow that. Uh, All sorts of fun and interactive things to do with the members of the Geekly Media Network over there. But until next time, this is the Love of Pages reminding you to keep turning those pages and always remember to geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast.